What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. I am joined today by the founder of the Milagro Corporation. You may know him as a man with the fast cars or, and it takes a lot to say this, the man with the best hair in the business. Uh, welcome to the show, Hamid Mazrui. How are you, Hamid? Doing well. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. I always love hanging out with you, whether or not we're recording. Um, but for those, some people may not know. I mean, I think everyone knows who you are. Everyone's seen you around. Everyone's heard the cars coming in and out of the trade show, walked by the booth. Uh, but they may not know what Milagro is. So do you want to give us a quick update on what's Milagro? Who do you work with? Sure. So uh, Milagro, in short, uh, was born out of the last 13 years of being in the restaurant space, trying to solve for this puzzle of thin margins, labor challenges, and food cost issues. So in short, it's a complete marketing automation platform that allows the restaurant to maximize on their customers. We solve for customer. Um, so there's an acquisition cost and there's a retention cost. We solve yep. for the retention side. Dude, and I mean, look, I preach this all over the country when I speak, Ahmed, is that it's about retention, right? You, yes, you have to get customers in. But if you've got a leaky bucket, what are you spending all of your efforts pouring more, pouring more on top? It's like the story of the two guys selling watermelons where they were buying it for a dollar. They drove to the market and they were selling it for a dollar. At the end of the day, they had zero dollars. And the one brother turns to the other and says, you know what we need to do? And the other one goes, yeah, we got to buy more watermelons. <laughs> it's like, you've got to, you got to play smarter, not just play harder. Right. I agree a hundred percent. I think restaurants don't really have an acquisition problem. I think all businesses, it's two-sided stories. So you have an acquisition cost and then you have a retention side. For us, like in the tech space, we have a pretty serious acquisition, but once a customer is onboarded, we retain those customers for years. I right. think the restaurant industry is completely opposite. They can acquire customers. Now, it may be expensive, 30%, 40%, whatever, DoorDash, Uber Eats, 20, 30, 40%. But once they come in, they lose 70% of those customers, which is absurd. It's uh, It doesn't make sense, but we actually dug in. So I had my team look at the retention in the restaurant space, and they came back and they said, uh, look, NRA, National Restaurant Association, did this survey, and it said 70% of customers just visit one time. And I was like, that's crazy. I respect NRA, but something's wrong. So they went back in and did more research. Some other company had done another research and it said 60% visit one time. And I was like, that's still absurd. And at the time we didn't have enough data. So we started actually running through our own customer data platform. And we tracked two restaurants, one for six months, one for nine months. And the numbers came in at 69% and 71% of those customers visiting just one time. Over, over a period of how long? Six and nine months. 
That's one crazy. nine months, one six months. I mean, if you spend all that money and you get somebody in your average check size, call it $14, $15, and they're coming in once every nine months, at best, like that is insane. You, you Actually, it's worse than that. They're visiting the restaurant just one time for whatever reason. And actually, it it now makes sense because now I'm conscious of which restaurants do I go to and how many do I actually go back. And it makes sense. I don't really visit a lot of restaurants a lot of times. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Like, what Have you dug into any of the data on why guests come back or why they don't? Well, so our whole thing is there is zero proactive customer retention in the restaurant space. I have yet to run across a restaurant business and make no mistakes, restaurants are businesses. You have to operate them like a business. And I have yet to see a restaurant that has a proactive customer retention in place. I haven't seen it. What do you think that would look like in in the ideal dream world? You know, when when you're when you're doing your hair in the morning and thinking about the perfect restaurant, what does what comes to your mind? What does that look like? Something that they know the customer first of all, KYC, like the banking industry, uh, the retail space, every other space knows their customers. Okay, restaurants like K- KYC. He didn't say just for our listeners. He didn't say KFC. He said KYC. What does what KYC stand so for? Know, know your that. customers. Know your customers. customers. You have to know your customers. If you don't, going back to your example of that leaky bucket, restaurants have a leaky bucket and the bucket has a hole that's 70% of their, their top line, their, their customer base that they're acquiring. So it just does not make sense. You're, you can't be, you can't operate and run a profitable business, let alone one that grows using 30% of the customers. You just can't. So again, there is zero customer retention strategies in place that will proactively personalize the experience for that customer to get them to come back in more often. Sometimes, and by the way, I'm not saying, I'm not saying loyalty, right? Loyalty is, is just absolutely crazy because first of all, it's, the best you could do is get 20% of your customers to join your loyalty program. Starbucks is a notorious example. They spent hundreds of millions of dollars and they continue to do so, but their numbers vary anywhere from 15 to 20% of their customers are a part of their Starbucks rewards program. So loyalty is just a subset. So discount that, that's not a proactive customer retention strategy. You need to be going after all of your customers. At least that's what my world looks like. I know every single customer that comes into the business, regardless of whether they're a loyalty member or not, and I know who they are. So I can personalize the experience to that individual. For example, if a customer comes in and they're vegetarian and you send them a steak special, you're you're insulting that customer. And by the yeah. way, so when I originally started in 2010 to try to build this platform, I had a pretty big customer who kept uh, sending me kids a free offer. And I know there's a new their CMO. I still know, know the CMO. And I said, look, why do you keep doing this? You know, I don't have kids. And everybody just kind of laughed it off. Did he say it's because your wife keeps on telling us to send this to you? I wasn't married at the time. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but again, it just, it there, the tools were never actually there. Well, 
back backtrack a little bit. The tools were there, just restaurants weren't using it. They didn't want to use it. They didn't want to invest their energy resources, etc. So I just don't think there is. That's the whole reason. And for us, we're trying to educate the entire industry. In fact, I have conversations with the restaurant owners and they're always saying, well, we have thin margins. No, you don't. Why do you think, why do you constantly say you have thin margins? Well, because we don't make enough money. And the first question I ask is, how much is your top line revenue? 600, 700, 800, 900. And it's like, well, you ever thought about the fact that you're just simply not making enough top line revenue and there's not enough to go around? Because it doesn't matter if you're Joe's, you know, Zach's lawn company and you do 650,000 a year, which happens to be the average top line revenue for restaurants, fast food to fine dining, everybody and averaged out. At 650,000, imagine if your company was doing 650,000. I can tell you that we would not be in business. Yeah. At 650, there is no margin. The margins are zero. All that right. money is spent. Yeah. So so we're trying to educate and say, look, don't look at the bottom line. Like restaurants are notorious for pinching every penny, yet they never pay attention to the top line revenue. If you increase your top line revenue, we've done the math. If you go from 650000 which is the average restaurant's top line revenue, you're making probably about 8% margin. Thin margins, I do not argue with you, 100%. But if you go to a million dollars in top line revenue, your margin improves to like 19%. Why? Because you're making more money. And by the way, our promise is get that customer from a million to a million 150, take a 15% increase on top line revenue. At that stage, your labor goes down from 30% to 24%. You're making... 24% in net margin. Your staff is making more money because they're earning more tips. Why? Because your top line revenue contributes to that 15% tip conservatively. So again, top line revenue solves all problems. And by the way, I've been there myself as a business owner. Make no mistake, I'm, I'm another business owner just like everybody else. And we did struggle with thin margins or so we thought. But when we crossed that million dollar mark, Something magical happened. And it's like, where is this money coming from? Like, we haven't really done that much different. So where, why, why, why is there more money left? Why is the PL showing that we're making more money? And then once I started digging in, that's when I woke up. So, and, yeah. And I think that makes so much sense because as you're looking at it, Hamid, like 5% of your customers make up over 25% of your revenue. And so what happens if you can increase that by 1%, increase your loyal customers by 1%, that's an additional 5% profit, right? Agreed. And these are the types of numbers that as we're looking at it, so often we get so caught up in saving pennies to buy chicken from one place instead of the other that we forget that we can make gold by focusing on the guest and that top line. And that's where it comes down to that guest experience. And so what do you, what do you think Hamid is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? I think elevation of that experience is critical because if you don't have good food, by the way, like I see restaurants trying to beat that food cost down and I'm a 
big, big advocate of you should never be doing that because that's the core of your services. If you spend, you should be, if you spend 30% on food costs, you should not try to save money. You should go after better quality product because that is the core of your services. If I go into your restaurant, I go into restaurants and I buy burgers for eight bucks and I buy them for $20. And I, by the way, the best one I've had was the $20 burger, just a hamburger, 20 bucks. But again, it's the best one. You could taste the difference, right? Now, I'm not saying every restaurant does that. You can't be in and out and sell a $20 hamburger. It just won't yeah. work. But within your model, you can't just keep saving money and degrade the quality of your food where it's absolutely noticeable. Why? Because you believe you have thin margins and you're trying to save your way to the top. No business will ever prosper by saving money. Yeah, It's just pure simple. You can't save pennies at the expense of dollars. You can't. That's, that's what happens when you degrade the product. And, you know, but to the other side, to your point, is like you can't keep taking price to, you know, uh, to an unreasonable extent. But the benefit is right now, people are, are they understand that price is prices are increasing, right? If you look at the nationwide average, the average ticket price has gone up but the average ticket volume has gone down. Right. So people are people are going out less but spending more. And so when they are spending, they want to make sure that they're having a good experience. And the best thing that you can do is not degrade the quality, but simplify the menu, take things off that aren't, you know, take off those lost leaders and focus on the things that you do best and are known for and provide the great experience and increase the retention because if you a hundred percent retention that's where the magic happens you gotta gotta fill those holes and they're not gonna get they're not gonna get filled with cheaper meat right? i agree yeah you can't again you can't save your way to the top so back to your original question i think food quality is absolutely a must you have to serve good food and then on top of that customer service i don't want to wait you know i go to some of my favorite restaurants and I I was complaining to one of them and I said, look, you, you can't wait. You cannot make me wait 45 minutes in line. You know, I spend a ton of money. Why, why am I spending 45 minutes in line? And why am I being treated just like everybody else? Mm. I'm not everybody else, not to you, right? So first of all, I don't want to wait 45 minutes in line to be seated. You should know who I am. You should know how much money I spend, just like airlines. By the way, what we're doing here at Milagro, it's not magic. It's not rocket science. It's common sense. Treat the customer fairly. Treat them, elevate that customer experience. Personalize marketing messages to them based on the way that they want to be talked to, just like airlines do. Take the same exact approach. When was the last time that the airline or hotel industry said, hey, you know what? We have 30% uh, free capacity, let's discount them to 50% off so we could fill the seats or fill the rooms. They never do that. In fact, Marriott CEO said, we will never, ever do that because if we do that, we're going to train the customer to book last minute. Why? Because they get 50% off. Restaurants yeah. do that with their loyalty customers all day, every day. They continue to devalue the brand. They continue to push themselves down by discounting and 
devaluing the brand. Why? Because they think that's the way to get the customer to come back in. That is not. People don't come in. Well, your bargain hunters do. They come in because you're giving them a coupon. That's why those Groupon customers were such a massive loss because they yeah. only came in when there were coupons. But you're like, I'm just, I'm just said that example. I'm not going into the restaurant because it's the cheapest. In fact, it's probably one of the most expensive. And I know their average spend. I spend twice as much as their average every single time. No exception. I spend yeah. twice as much money in that restaurant than their average check. Yet they're still treating me and they're forcing me to wait 45 minutes. I'll get fed up one of these days and say, you know what? Just not worth it. Why? I can go somewhere else where I'm treated better, where I go there and I'm not waiting in line for 45 minutes and I get seated right off the bat. Why? Because they know who I am. They have the right technology stack to inform the hostess that, hey, he spends twice as much as the average customer. Even though we have a one-hour wait, you should bump him to the top of the list. And then once I'm seated, I don't want to wait. You know, By then, I'm already hangry. I'm angry that I had to wait 45 minutes in line. I'm already hungry. And now you're going to, I have to wait another 10, 15 minutes for somebody to take my order, right? Mm -hmm. And then I get... I'm done. I want to pay. Now I have to beg to pay. It's like, please bring me my check. I want to leave now, right? It just, again, solve for these common issues. And I think that's where we've done a hell of a job. We said restaurant owners, easiest part of the puzzle to figure out. You tell them cost savings, they're all in, right? All, all of them, you, you give them cost savings, they're all in, regardless of Regardless of the, the outcome, if you will, right? So even it doesn't matter if it degrades or if it upgrades, they'll, they'll buy it because it's a cost savings. Most people think that way. But I think the brilliant ones will look at it and say, cost increase? Okay, fine. What am I getting in exchange? What do you get? Exactly. It's like the, the, first, the first question shouldn't be, what does it cost? The first question should be, what do I get? And how do I prove that, right? Like we we have we were able to prove that uh, you know over a four month period we took a very large nationwide chain. They ran a side by side test, and over four months we increased revenue by nine percent, right? And so all of these people, all these naysayers who were like, "Oh, that's kind of like it's it's fluffy feedback doesn't isn't going to help for like a big corporation like us." It's like, no, because at the end of the day, it's the local people buying from you, right? right? And they care about what the experience is, and they care about being cared about, about being known, about having that ability to have that personal connection, because it's not just some nationwide company. It's still from, from McDonald's to the local one location deli, it is still a human interaction or at the very least, it's a human making the food, or at the very least, it's an experience with the brand, if it's 100% robotic, that will drive that connection and convenience. And that's what you really have to focus on. And so that's one of the reasons why I love what you're doing is because you're bringing this all together. You're making sure that people understand who their guests are. And we used to have t-shirts that said, know thy customer, Ovation 1-1, right? And then we have these stickers that said, know your customers to grow your customers. And that's what we have to do. And I love I love that you're doing that. You're doing a great job with it. 
And from, you know, from your head to your car, you're, you're making it work, man. Um, last question is who deserves an ovation in the restaurant industry? Who's somebody that we should be following? Unreasonable hospitality. Oh my oh. gosh. Oh. I think if anybody deserves an ovation, it has to be Will Gadira because he he just gets it, right? And by the way, like these stories, like for me, the reason I'm all into that book is because what he's done is exactly what I'm trying to deliver for the restaurants in mass. So when he's talking, I'm listening and I'm like, wow, that's exactly what I'm doing. So Things, it shows that things are changing and the industry has to change along with it. And those who fail to adopt and those who fail to adopt the new technology to make the changes, I think are going to be in for a pretty, pretty ugly surprise uh, in, in the end. But we'll see. Uh, I think he's the one to kind of look out for. He's not in the in this space anymore, or at least I haven't seen him do anything in a restaurant space. But I'd be I'd be looking out to see what he does next. Yeah, he's he's incredible. And I mean, how do people find and follow you and Milagro? Uh, website, LinkedIn is probably the two most common ways to get a what's, hold of What's us. the website? Uh, MilagroCorp.com. Yeah, if you go to the website, you can kind of read about what we're doing, how we're doing it, and and hopefully use some of our content to better your, your restaurant. Awesome. Well, for taking everything you do to the next level, be it cars, hair, or restaurant tech, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us on Give Innovation, Hamid. Thank you, Zach. Glad you're with us today, and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to ovationup.com. Don't forget to subscribe, and as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.